right, let's go ahead and begin talking about the liability for those who are on the premises when it comes to torts. What liability do landowners have to those who are injured on the premises? And as we mentioned in the last episode, there are three statuses that are present to those who are coming on the pre- on premises. There's trespassers, there's licensees, and there's invitees. And in that order that I just read, there's this hierarchical duty that the owner has to the person who fits that status. Where a trespasser, the owner has the least amount of duty to them, and an invitee, the owner has the most duty to them. So let's go ahead and go over these just quickly. Let's talk about trespassers. Trespassers, we have this case here where a person is walking along the tracks, trespassing. Uh, whether or not he meant to trespass is not an issue. He, he wasn't where he was supposed to be. Ultimately, he got stuck, got hit. Uh, I, don't, I, I think he survived, but obviously had a serious injury that occurred due to this action. So what is a trespasser. Well, a trespasser is a person who is on the property without the permission or without having a specific purpose regarding the defendant. What duty do people have to trespassers? Well, you can't treat them like they're an outlaw. You can't treat them criminally. You can't uh, defend your property in an aggressive way or anything like that. But you don't need to keep watch for trespassers. However, a duty does arise once you discover that a trespasser is present. So in this case, for example, they didn't discover him until it was too late. They applied the brakes, but it was going to be too late. Railroads are unique, though, and this was a railroad case, where depending on the particular area, If they know that it's a high place where lots of trespassers occur, well, then they may need to be aware of those situations where people could potentially be hurt. So that's a trespasser. What's a licensee? Well, a licensee is a person who is permitted to be on the property for their own purposes. So, for example, solicitors are considered licensees, Uh, people who are coming to just visit are considered licensees. Even if they're invited to come visit and to just chat, they're considered a licensee. In other words, they are going to be on the property for their own purposes, and their own purposes does not benefit the landowner in any way. So they could be present, they could even be tolerated, they could be invited, but they could still be just a licensee. What duty does a landowner have to a licensee? Well, the landowner has to warn of potential dangers that the landowner actually is aware of. But the landowner does not need to look, do extensive research or reasonable research into potential or hidden dangers. So if the danger is hidden to the licensee and the landowner knows about that danger, well, then he needs to tell them. 
But if the landowner doesn't know about a danger, well, then they don't need to tell the licensee about a potential danger. Well, what's the difference then with an invitee? Well, an invitee is someone who is present in that company, on that land, whatever, for the purpose of conducting business. So even if a person is not welcome, they could be considered an invitee. And the reason for that, I mean, take for example, an IRS agent come into your house to do an audit. I don't know if that's how it works, probably not, but say they stop by to do an audit of your property. They are not there by your invitation, but they are still an invitee because they're coming for the purpose of business. This is different though for people who are coming to provide incidental service. So for example, say you call an electrician and then your neighbor's standing outside and uh, says that, oh, I can do that for you. And you're like, okay, I'll feed you dinner if you and take care of that for me. And, and then cancels the call with the electrician and the neighbor comes over and fixes the issue. Is that person considered an invitee or a licensee? Well, it's still just a licensee because this is only an incidental service that the person is providing. So what duty is provided to invitees? Well, an invitee is above and beyond a licensee. So the, the owner needs to do everything that they would do for a licensee. Plus, they would actually have to provide exercise reasonable care to discover potential dangers. So if we go back to a licensee, a licensee, the duty is that they need to warn of known dangers and then invitee takes that and adds on to it by saying we need to discover potential dangers. Why does this matter? And this actually gets into the meat of the case. So we have a Barrymore versus Elmore. This person had come over to talk business about the lodge uh, that he was a part of uh, with the landowner, and the landowner's son attacked him. And the landowner's son had had a history of attacking others, but had interacted with this person in the past and had, did not end up attacking him on those occasions, and it had been a long time since he had attacked somebody, and so the landowner was not aware of the potential violence that this person well, that his son could have towards the person who is visiting. The person who is visiting argues that he is an invitee because he was there conducting business. However, the court says he's not an invitee because he was there talking to the defendant, and the defendant was not the lodge. Uh, the defendant was not the business. He was really just a third party. And so he, the plaintiff in this case was only a licensee. And the difference that this makes is whether or not the, uh, the landowner had a duty to know about the potential dangers of his son. And if it's a licensee, he doesn't need to know the potential dangers of his son. And if it's an invitee, he needs to do exercise reasonable care to discover those potential dangers. So ultimately, the licensee and the invitee will change whether or not this goes to a jury. If you're an invitee, you still may not win, 
but it allows the jury to actually hear the case, whereas the licensee, it's much easier for a court to offer a directed verdict of which you may lose. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro. And you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com slash join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't are pre-law materials. And the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice. And with that, the fourth thing is if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.